Welcome back to Origins and Adaptations. I am Andrew. And I'm Cody, and this is episode 48. 48. We're not going to say it. <laughs> Honestly, we haven't really said it that many that times. That many times. Remember, was just, we, we went through our whole list, and I think we said it a couple in a row. Yeah. So... I mean, I think it was to some people that said, means yeah, we said it, it in time. a row, so it wasn't people's minds. It was fresh, mm-hmm. so when they heard it, they're like, "Oh, yeah, you you say that a lot." It's like mm, we've just been saying it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So we have a, a pretty cool episode for you guys today as we talk about comic books, um, the comic book news, and yeah, various things. Because if we had been saying it, we would own up to it. Yes. If we had no information for you today, we would just tell you right up front. We're honest. We're transparent. We are We are transparents. We are... What's the word I'm looking for? We are candid. Candid? Yeah. We just... We get it all out there. Yeah. All right. So what do you... What, what do you... What do Let's you, start what do you, off with... What do you et- have for us? Etrogen is back. Do you know who that is? Etrigan. Sorry, Mm-mm. I said his name wrong. I don't know. Uh, he is the the demon, um, the like medieval demon who speaks in rhyme. Hmm. From DC, he is. He's like he's like uh, yellowish, yellow orange. Uh, he throws fireballs. He was in the Justice League Dark movie. Oh. He's the one that fought the Black Knight. Yeah, I remember vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. He's also in an episode of uh, Justice League, where they they like get him, but then they all get turned into children. And he gets turned into like a baby. That sounds. It's it's one of my favorite episodes of Justice. That sounds League. pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. So he has been missing from the DC. Um, a lot of the Justice League dark characters have been missing, um, and so he is coming back with a miniseries called "The Demon Hell Is Earth," um, as well as. Uh, there's rumors that Craig, Greg Capula is working on a Swamp Thing miniseries. Oh, with, cool. And really, the only person that Greg Capula works with right now is Scott Snyder. Do you think it'll be better than the 1980s and 90s ones were? The comics? No. Do you remember? Oh, the, oh. Or the movie. Wait, hold on a second. When you, you, you said, okay, you said miniseries. I was thinking, like, okay. No, 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 mini story arc. So, like, okay, uh, okay. For a second, I was thinking... We're gonna get a Netflix miniseries. No, 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 no. Because no, no, no. I was thinking about. Have you seen the old terrible Swamp the Thing? The Swamp movies? Thing movie, yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, there's two. There's two. Yeah. I've seen one. I just it's re- like the terror of the Swamp Thing, right? It's it's not even just Swamp Thing. It's they don't make it seem I think like a Godzilla superhero. Fights swamp Thing at some point. I I think so. I think there's a Godzilla versus Swamp Thing. I've seen that as well. It's mm-hmm. pretty bad. They make Swamp Thing seem like he's not. A benevolent force at his core. They kind of yeah. make him into this. I mean, he is scary, I guess, but he's also. I don't know. They they, well, they don't give it. They don't give it any sort of deep classic DC Comics feel to it. Which yeah, because he's in Brightest Day. Yeah, but his characterization is he leans good, but he is neutral as a character. I just remember not finding him very likable when I was a kid, but I wanted my mom as a kid to cut fake leaves and 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 stuff and put it on me because I wanted to be Swamp Thing after I saw the movie. That's awesome. But that was just like a one-time thing. Yeah. I didn't do that every day. 
But isn't that funny? She would cut strips of green paper and and tape them to me because I want I had to. You be, wanted to be Swamp Thing. Well, I had to be whatever superhero it was that I had watched earlier the, in that week or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. My grandmother made me a Robin cape when I was little. Nice. Do you still have it? I wish. Oh. It was really neat. Yeah. It was well. It was like the Burt Ward Robin. Yeah, the yellow. Yeah, but yeah. it had Velcro and it was the right length and everything. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was a stud. Yeah, you were. You're still a stud. <laughs> no, 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 how dare you, how dare you. But uh, so also there, uh, I think it's Danny O'Neill is working on, I think it's Danny O'Neill. Danny or Danny? Danny. Danny? Danny. O'Neill. The, or the, Adam O'Neill, is that a person? I don't. Who's the O'Neill that we read? Oh, it would be Denny. Den- oh, yeah. So yeah. he is doing a uh, he is doing a Dead Man miniseries. Oh. Um, but he was also in Brightest Day. Some people, there's a lot of people who aren't really excited because O'Neill really hasn't written anything great since Batman Odyssey, which is I think the Batman story that he was. Did he write that? I th- I thought Neil Adams did that all by himself. Are you thinking of Neil Adams? I think I'm I'm doing Neil Adams. Okay, well, Neil Adams, Adams isn't primarily a writer. Yeah. He is first and foremost an artist. An artist, yeah. So You know who else is? Frank Miller. Bob Kane. <laughs> a lot of people who are known for doing Batman are yeah. stick, stick, stick to drawing. Stick to drawing. And yeah. don't take credit for things you didn't do. Yeah. Or you'll he, have a your documentary. Fans, your fans would like you more. They would. They really would. Because I always tell people who bring up the Bob Kane thing, I always yeah. say, you know, how he took the credit. Yeah. I always say he, he is very talented. And he was a very talented businessman, too. <laughs> the, the, he was a very shrewd businessman. The sad thing is people want to talk about genius in business and, and things like that. And that's cool. But there's also ways to manipulate and do terribly which is like 90% business. Well, I don't know about that. It's like 99% business. Nine, it's nine. like 99.99%. It's business. 100%. It's 100%. It's 100%. <laughs> that's like that's like an always sunny moment. Yeah. About 40%, 40%. It's about it's about 60. Okay, fine. It's about 90%. It's about it's about 100%. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. That was um in arrested development. They have a there's a Job has a a suit they gets for work. And he's like it's like you're talking to the guy with the fifteen hundred dollar suit, and like every time he talks, he brags about a suit. The number just gets higher and higher. He's oh, like, really? "You're talking to a guy with an eight thousand dollar suit," <laughs> oh. and like, and he's like stuttering too. He's like, "Yeah, man, you know, you, you know, you're talking talking to the to the guy with the like the the nine thousand dollar suit," and like it's he's just getting more and more like carried away with it. Yeah, and more nervous. He's trying to. Brag about how much he spent on the suit. I need to actually watch that show. Yeah, have you not just watched it? I've only seen about six episodes. What? It's so good. Maybe I hold on. I've seen most of the first season. But okay. Later seasons are also phenomenal. I I don't know why I said six. I don't know how many se- how many episodes are in the first season. Probably like twenty two. Yeah, I've seen more than six. <laughs> I think I think I mean I'm pretty sure the first three seasons were. Like standard seasons, so like twenty twenty to twenty four episodes. Gotcha. 
so moving on, production for Deadpool 2 stopped for 48 hours. We talked about this. Um, the uh, stunt woman who died, uh, we talked about there was probably going to be some stoppage. It was for 48 hours. Her name was Joy Harris. Um, and so, yeah, just quick, just thought to thoughts and prayers to her family and everyone who is working on the set and everything because that is always a terrible thing to go through mm-hmm. um, yeah. then Ben Affleck promises a more traditional Batman for Justice League So, but not for Batman the solo movies <laughs> Well, I, what does this I don't, mean I don't think they know anything about the Batman for the solo movies I don't think they know anything about anything anything about anything but the funny thing is when I saw the new Justice League trailer, I, uh, that wasn't a thing I was worried about. Like, I saw that trailer, and I went, oh, yeah, this is this is the Batman that we should have gotten from the very beginning. Uh, my problem is, it's not the same Batman we got in BVS, where he's like, Superman stood for hope. Yeah. And he inspired and, and drew the good out of people. Like, says the man who had a spear to his chest. Yes. I'm just like, this is not the same Batman. Even by the end of it, Batman was reluctant to fight with him. Yeah, continuity is... I don't even know what to say about it, because it's obvious that it's something they're not following through it. There's nothing... They're trying to ignore that BVS actually happened. I was, I think I was just going to say, I th- it, what it sounds like is they're disregarding BVS. Yeah. Because of the complaints and things, and I don't know. I'd prefer it if they would just, if you have a bad idea, at least be convicted. Yeah. You can do things to tiptoe around it and make it better, but keep going. Yeah. And I would have rather had Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman put together the Justice League than Batman. I think that would have been a decent idea. Yeah. Well, I'd rather... I almost I'd rather... like the idea of Batman himself being reluctant to be in the Justice League more so than him starting it. Well, that's because that's every single iteration of Batman. There yeah. you go. Hey, uh, Chris? Chris? What's up? Uh, your computer is making noises. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah. I don't think that was actually going to be in the podcast, though. Okay. I think you were just hearing it. You were just hearing it? Okay. Yeah. Those who heard, didn't hear, ignore what we just said. It was just... Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was just computers making noise, but that's that, fun. Yeah, I was confused. I thought that was your phone for a second. I know. I did, too. I was like, but my phone doesn't make that noise. <laughs> and then I realized I only heard it in my headphones. I didn't yeah. hear it coming from outside. Outside. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no, the reason you want that, Cody, is because that's literally every iteration of Batman. Batman joining the Justice League is always Superman finding everyone else in the Justice League and going, Bruce, we need you on this team. You are the smartest person here. Well, it makes no sense. Batman is notorious for not being as good at what's at, at rounding people up and yeah. unifying Rallying, as others. Yeah. Rallying. Nightwing is better than that than yes, he is. he is definitely better than that. It really, it kind of undermines who Batman is as a person. No one really trusts Batman. Like, that's the biggest thing. At least not in the beginning, not for a very long time. Yeah. 
Oh, and then you get Doom. Well, he doesn't really, I mean, he doesn't trust anyone <laughs> else, really. No, which is why he has a contingent, contingency plan for every single person. Right. Even himself. Yeah, which he has the, Batman. Well, which, in, which in is Batman R.I.P. In Batman R.I.P., he has his, well, this isn't the same thing, but um, the fact that he has that special personality that he, like, pre-programmed in the back of his brain to avoid any... Grant Morrison's weird, man. Grant Morrison's <laughs> really weird. I mean, I liked a lot of that stuff when I was first getting into comics when I was in my late teens and early yeah. 20s, but I don't know. Have you seen... Have you, have you read that whole comic book? Yeah. So you remember that Batmite showing yeah. up? Yeah, and, and like you just get to the end of it and you're like, did I read that? Like, that was real? That was an actual Batman story. One of my friends, that's his very favorite Batman story of all time. Really? Yeah. It's and good, but I don't... It is a good story. It could Because he doesn't even die in it, does he? Well, the ending makes it seem like he probably did. Yeah. But he actually di- he dies, in quotes, and he dies in Final Crisis, right? Final Crisis or at the end of Blackest Night. No, it's Final Crisis. Final yeah. Crisis, yeah. yeah. He gets punched back into time. Um, But, yeah, he does kind of die in the end. I, I got the idea that he died. Yeah, I just remember, I was like, oh, Batman R.I.P., this is when he dies, and then Dick takes over as... As Batman, and then I was. Have you read it. Battle for the Cowl? Yeah, yeah. And so, but when I I I read it after Batman R.I.P. because I thought it was, I thought those were right after each other. Yeah. Um. They are not. They aren't. <laughs> well, Battle for the Cowl did come out after R.I.P. But it's not like the following story. No. Fi- Final Crisis comes before. Uh, Battle for the Cowl. That yeah yeah sounds right. Um, sounds right. Yes, because there's Crisis of Two Earths, I think is one. I don't know. No, I think that's a movie. There's Infinite Crisis. Mm-hmm. Is there just a crisis? I don't think so. There's Infinite, Infinite Crisis Infinite and, Final. and Final Crisis. I, I think there's an in-between, and I've I talked to a lot of people. I those titles because if there's an Infinite Crisis, I would think that Final wouldn't really be a thing. Yeah. Well, Infinite Crisis is when Flash dies. Yes. Yes. Doesn't he... He runs he, uh, so he, fast. Uh, he, runs, he outruns death, doesn't he? Uh, Yeah, and then disappears into the Speed Force. That's right. Yep. Comic books. That's DC. <laughs> that was... That was he silver. death. That was right before the 90s. Or mid-90s. Infinite Crisis? Yeah. I thought Infinite Crisis was later than that. No, because... That's when Wally West takes over as um Wally West takes over as Flash and that's 90s. Gotcha. Yeah. I think it's like 96 or 97 though. I don't know why I thought it was a little later than that, but yeah, cuz Final Crisis is late 2000s. Yeah, I guess it was quite a bit after. I just always think of them as being sister books just because of the title. Oh, no, they were they were like 10 years apart. Actually, Infinite Crisis is one of the first trades I ever read. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like 12. I didn't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> I even remember going, yeah, I don't know what any of this is, but I like how it looks. Like, it looks cool. It's I'm like, neat. that's Superman. It's Batman. And I was <laughs> like, but it just went way over my head. Everything went over my head in Infinite Crisis. 
Isn't it funny looking back on those types of things? Like I remember when I would occasionally pick up a comic book at the at the store. I remember um, just getting random issues, not understanding that you had to read an arc. <laughs> and I, I none had of the, that with, none of the dudes. Steel. What's up? I had that with Steel. Yeah, none of the dudes at the comic book store ever really bothered to, you know, tell me, "Hey, are you sure you don't want to." By issue one of yeah. this, or no yeah. one directed me. I just would go into the store and get what looked cool. Yeah, because I like to draw the covers. Well, that's the great thing about. I mean, we have I like comics, and Chris is just like, oh, have you checked out this by the, like, right? Have you checked out this other run? And you're like, oh no. Does he know we do this? Probably not. We should tell him. I feel like he'd be supportive, even if he didn't listen all the time. I know he's a busy guy. I, he is a busy guy. Uh, speaking of which, he's uh, setting up a comic con. No kidding. Yeah, it's called I Like Comic Con. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be at the uh, Clark Kenner Expo Center, <laughs> which I think is cool. We're going to go to that. Yeah, that's definitely cool. Yeah. I, I want to try to get media passes, actually, as, so we can go as the podcast. Oh, we did. We, we discussed that. And then we can interview. Uh, Getting passes and whatnot. Yeah, we can interview random people about their comic book life. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So maybe we could meet the people from Bat in the Sun if they're there. I, I, yeah, I just realized <laughs> why the hell would they be there? Yeah. I'll s- I will say that the biggest thing about what he's been trying to push with it is uh, bringing comics back to comics. Um, yeah, and so he has a lot of artists and writers uh, coming to be there. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited for it. Support your local comic book shop. Um, they Woo-hoo. really they really like you guys. Uh, we really like them. But yeah, they're really cool. Uh, so Daredevil Season 3 starts filming in October. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, yes. Which is explains... Man, I'm kind of bummed that uh, the internet's a thing. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, because because they knew that people would announce when things start filming. Yeah, they had to add an element into Defenders. Uh, and I won't say more because I don't want to uh, spoil anything. Which because we will talk about it next week, Defenders. I'm I've watched all of it so far. Yeah, I'm going to um, watch it pretty soon here. Yeah. I think I'm going to start it either tonight or tomorrow. Sweet. Uh, it It is good. Could be better. Um, that's all I'll say right now, and then we'll talk about more next week. Uh, but there is an element that was added that I think takes away from the, the show mm-hmm. because of certain announcements that they knew would be leaked that would ruin it. Yeah, I think the internet does kind of make things more difficult for people yeah. trying to release things. Mm-hmm. Not, Cause I'm, I'm not thinking, just spoilers, but other things too. It's just, it makes things more complicated. I'm thinking back to Iron Man 2. Uh, when, in Iron Man 2, when they they showed Thor's hammer at the very right. end, and you're like, Thor's the next movie. This is insane. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, or even when they showed C- Captain America's shield. Uh, uh-huh. The prototype Captain America shield, and you're like, Captain America is going to be one of the next movies. Like it has to be. Um, we know what the next four or five Marvel movies are now. 
Right. Like, we'll never get that. We'll never get that anymore. Yeah. Especially now that I'm just digging for this news everywhere. Uh, but I will never get that moment of, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. Um, yeah. The thing is, it wasn't – I don't know if it was just that I, I'm more mindful of those things now and I'm actually perusing the internet. But I, when we were younger, I don't remember – those types of things being announced really well that's because information will get leaked but now people are just publicly announcing things so that they don't get leaked by someone else yeah. but you have to remember that comic book movies weren't the popular thing back then oh totally and so they weren't on myspace they weren't on myspace <laughs> they weren't sent around an email and that's another thing is the social network that was huge I mean, which started social networks, essentially, was MySpace. And what did people put on their MySpace? Music and the rearrangement of their friends. Yeah, it was honestly a lot of crap. Yeah. the And also the comment threads were so... They were filled with, like, terrible stickers and GIFs and... It was a lot of spam, and a lot of the threads make nude, no sense. Uh, naked chicks. Yeah, just... Like I would, I would run to friends, friends, uh, Facebook wall or MySpace walls, and it'd just be like, I'd be like, what? Uh, why? Why is that there? I remember. Why is it there? I remember um talking to someone, like I I accepted a friend request, and um they said, oh, you know that it it wasn't like anything anything like that. It wasn't anything extreme. Yeah. But they were like, you know, now you've opened yourself up to me spamming your page with stuff that I like and I said uh no I'm not cool with that and if you're yeah. going to do that then I'm not I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take you off my top 10. Well, I said I'm just not <laughs> going to accept you. Yeah. Um there was also I those... remember the kinds of things they would post too. They they posted like a lot of well they posted some anime things which I I said I'm I'm not into that so yeah. it's kind of just being intrusive with your own interests. Yeah. Um not that I have anything about anything against getting into it in the future it just not I'm, where you are now. It's not where I was at, so I was, yeah. like, I was like, no. And then they were really into like this, like angel demon. Man, weird... what what was what is with that craze? Do you, do you remember that thing? Yeah, I remember angel demon craze. Like, and and this really where they'd be I, half angel, half demon, and and the really tacky artwork, trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to be super surreal and cool. Uh-huh. And, so she posted a lot of that crap, and I remember calling her out, saying like, yeah, if you so since you, I'm glad you told me that, but. It was still annoying the way she phrased it. She was yeah. like, "You know, if you you've it, opened yourself, you've up opened to yourself it. up." And uh, so, I'm not really upset that that era's gone. Yeah, no, it's Facebook is is more informative, and the platform is so much more mature, yeah. more content focused, and you can you can really choose what you want to see. Yeah. yeah, I love that you can unfollow things, and I love that you can just kind of fine-tune your own yeah. feed yeah so i i just remember like back in the day that wasn't an issue whereas now we'll never be surprised uh with an a post-credit scene so at least not from marvel maybe one day who knows someone might do something else i will say for those who have not seen it go see the movie split I still need to see Split. Because the ending of Split, I am still surprised that more people aren't spoiled by this, that this wasn't 
over the internet because the NDF split is insane. Really good, huh? Yeah. It doesn't have your traditional twist. Your traditional Shyamalan twist. Mm. Uh, but, so, I'm, I hope that more movies come out like that where we get that kind of twist without it being spread all over the internet. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, this is exciting news. Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi finally gets a director. That's really cool. Um, so it is confirmed that they are doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he, it did get the director. I forgot to write the director's name down. The weird thing <laughs> is Ewan McGregor is not confirmed. I did hear that. Um, he hasn't. He wants to, but there hasn't been any contract drawn up or anything. Yeah. If this will be the moment that if they cast a different person to play Obi Wan Kenobi, I won't watch another Star Wars movie, Cody. <laughs> what? I'm done. You won't watch the current run. The really? Seven, eight, you would I, totally stop watching. The I think, seven, eight, nine. I think I would watch seven, eight, nine, but I wouldn't watch any other side story. I I would be done. Really? Like, yes. Because wow. Disney would be mishandling their franchise. Well, hold on a second. Well, how old are we talking here? You want him to play Obi-Wan Kenobi regardless of his age? Yeah. What if they get someone who's older whose voice sounds more like Alec Guinness's? What if his voice sounds so much like him? I want I want a mid-between three and four where he's not... Because you take Ewan McGregor, he's only, what, like 40, 50? Yeah, he, I think he's in his 40s. Yeah. I don't think... Maybe. A 40-year-old Obi-Wan Kenobi is what I want. I mean, in that case, I, I would I would like that. Um, I'm just thinking if I, if they do have him... If it was like a if it was like a fifty nine fifty nine year old sixty old man, then yes, get a get an old man to play him that can. I was considering the possibility that they might have this thing where it's spread out over different periods of his life, and they might need more than one Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't know how they're planning on doing it, but they might I, do it that way. I just want one. I want one Obi Wan Kenobi movie. I, I would like that. Yeah, like. But instead, I'm just instead saying, of different ages. maybe that's why they haven't confirmed an Obi Wan yet. Maybe there's a lot of things to consider. Yeah, I just, I, I don't want the, the multiple. I, it would be cool just to get a in between. Episode three and Rebels, because we've seen Obi Wan in Rebels, right? Um, which is five years before, uh, Rogue One. So, uh. We've seen that, Obi-Wan. I want a younger but older. An older Obi-Wan that we haven't seen since episode three, uh, trying to live on Tatooine. That's the Obi-Wan I want. No, yeah, if they if they don't cast him. If they don't cast him, I'm I'm done with the side stories. Chris. I'm, I'm almost done with the Han Solo movie. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Uh I mean I guess I can appreciate that you want, what is it, Ewan McGregor? Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. What a good guy. I can appreciate that you want him to play it like I would too, but if they didn't have him play it, I would still watch the side stories just because I loved Rogue One yeah, so I'm, much. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat, I think. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I would want him to play... Obi-Wan Kenobi more than anyone else. Absolutely. But I don't know 
that I would write it off like that. I would read the books. I would read the comics. I would uh, watch the main run. I would watch the main run. You're right. I went too far with saying no more Star Wars. <laughs> the main run. Pre- yeah, I would. I would do that. Um, but I. I couldn't. Now, do you mean? It would, it would be do, like, you mean, do you mean in theaters? You wouldn't even have the curiosity to watch it out at the theater. Huh, that would be hard. I think I wouldn't pay for it. That's what I'll say. Okay. I wouldn't support them with my money. You go and see it, and you actually like it a lot. You're like, well, but still, it's not you, McGregor. It's not you, McGregor. <laughs> even though you're like, oh my gosh, oh, I won't. Great, you're like, I won't. great script. Great, great sound editing. Great lights. Great visuals. No, you, McGregor. No, you. F. Yeah. F. 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 Well, the, him alone is sixty percent. <laughs> no, 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 fifty-nine percent. I do feel like he was the reason why anyone kept watching the prequels. The pre- well, not not anyone. People who weren't fourteen-year-old girls <laughs> or younger. Yeah, because we, we as kids we watched it. Oh yeah, especially yeah. Uh, episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Great film. Who was I talking to? Uh. We were hum. We were talking about how the original that the prequel. Someone said the prequel didn't have any like hummable songs, and I was like, "What are you talking about? Duel of Fates is one of the most hummed songs ever." Yeah, like everyone goes Yeah, no, it's. No, Duel of Fates is amazing. Incredible. That whole fight scene is incredible. That scene is the best part of the whole movie. I love that scene where uh you McGregor you McGregor, McGregor and Darth Maul are fighting. <laughs> no, I, I love the scene where they're behind the the beam doors. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's that part where uh they're looking at each other, mm-hmm. Maul and Obi-Wan. Where they're where they're Oh, when when after Maul kills yeah, Qui Gon, after Qui Gon's got spoilers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for, for, for Qui Gon. Yeah. No, no, for Qui Gon. Oh, I was, I, was being, I was being like spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, uh, Qui Gon dies. Um, where, yeah, they're they're both behind, and I think there's like a whole platform of space in between the doors. But anyways, Maul is like looking at him with his with his, with his teeth gritted mm-hmm. and. You can't hear it, but it just looks like he's going. Ah, <laughs> yeah. And Obi Wan's like, ah, ah, yeah. Ah. Like he's just preparing just himself just to destroy this guy. Yeah. And he does. He does. Almost he, doesn't. He actually. Yeah. He he does. Uh, dude, Rebels. Oh, so oh, good. I loved that scene. So good. It was like, it's like, it's like, you know, you know, it's like an analogy for when you finally close the book. On a relationship, someone's yeah. trying to reopen. It's like closure, yeah. closed. It's like it's done. Like, that is the best way to talk about that. Yeah, because there's so many people who were upset. Actually, they were upset that there wasn't some big awesome fight scene. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the best thing is when you are a person who's done with a relationship, you know how to handle this person, and they come back to you, and you just go no. Mm-hmm. And it's that's, that's done. exactly Obi Wan, Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah, Darth Maul goes for the goes for the the same tactic he used against Qui Gon, and Obi Wan just stops it and cuts him down. One swing, and that guy's voice was so perfect. It was Alec Guinness to the T. 
So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you he's a oh, voice man. actor. Voice actors and getting the person's face. What if they did prosthetics and it looks so perfect? If they can get Ewan McGregor to talk like him and I'm I'm done with that. What if he was like um he's he's like the sand people are easily <laughs> startled, but they'll soon be back. And in greater numbers. And he just says the <laughs> he just says the line. <laughs> yeah, and and then there's gotta be a part where someone looks back and goes, Haven't you said that before? <laughs> no. But I will. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll keep on saying it. Yes. Uh no. I I mean, you know me. I just love Obi Wan. He's my favorite. He's my favorite Star Wars character. And these blast points, too accurate for sand people. <laughs> Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. I mean, Obi-Wan lied the entire time, so it's plausible. Uh, he did He did lie a lot, but, you know, from a certain point so, of view. A certain point of view. From a certain point that, of view. Some of that, I was just like, nope, that was just straight so up So what I told you was true. <laughs> from a certain point of view. Well, Luke's reaction was great. A certain point of view. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would have been mine. That's everyone's reaction. It was like, no, Darth Vader didn't kill my dad. But objectively, I think that's all Luke could have handled at the time. Yeah. Being the farm. uh, Oh, yeah, if if Obi-Wan came out and was like. Ethically, it wasn't right of him, but I think socially, it's the only thing, it's the only choice that he had. Yeah, Obi-Wan goes, yeah, by the way, your dad's Darth Vader. Well, all those memes. Yeah. Um. I have not heard that name since I cut your father down and left him <laughs> lying next to a river of lava. <laughs> Which turned him into a Sith Lord. Yeah. <laughs> the one who currently what is the iron... Done? Yeah, the iron fist of the Empire. It's like, that's that's what I did. You know what the best line in any Star Wars movie is? No. I hate you! <laughs> I hate you! It's the way he's like... The the saddest thing is like that is, I love that <laughs> scene because it, that is a heartbreaking scene for Obi Wan. Oh yeah, and like there's still and emotional the acting, tension despite the fact that and the acting the execution kind of sucks. Yeah, the acting that you and McGregor brings to it is incredible, and then you have the deadpan chemistry. You of, were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> yeah, and he's I like, loved I loved you. I loved you like a brother, and it's just like you were the chosen one. Yeah, no, but, that part was great. I loved that, but I just good, great voice, Chris. I loved that. Um, uh, but no, it just just a yeah. You underestimate my power. I know it's, <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what I love about that scene is just how Obi Wan is just right. Like you're you're expecting this super awesome fight scene that Anakin does. He's like, oh, you you did underestimate my power. And yeah. It's like, Obi Wan just cuts him in half. You know why I think <laughs> you know why I think Obi Wan lied to Luke, because being direct with people didn't really work for him. No. <laughs> Anytime he told Anakin to do anything and told Anakin the truth, it it ended up horrible. It's Obi Wan. He's, <laughs> He's jealous. jealous. He's, He's holding me back. back. No, that, it, the, that's that the video when, is in his voice when he goes, he's jealous. He's jealous. He's jealous. I think the my favorite video is when he's like, you, you and your father and I were close, great friends. Oh, and he's like, oh yeah. Obi Wan's jealous. He's holding me back. Oh, it's, it's when he goes, 
And he was a good friend. And he was a good friend. Yeah. And he says that. It's like. Oh, it starts off. Well, he, he lists off all these things, of course, that, you know, he, you learn about Luke's dad in mm-hmm. the very, very first movie. Yeah. So he says, your father was a great pilot himself. I'll try spinning. spinning. That's that a great <laughs> trick. That always works. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it was like. um and he was a very, cunning warrior. A very cunning warrior. And yeah. then he gets cut down by Dooku. <laughs> when, when he's all like, he's all like, well. I'm a cunning I, warrior. What does Obi-Wan say when he's like, like, we'll go at him together. No, I'm going at him now. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm taking <laughs> him now. <laughs> and he just like gets lightning. <laughs> yes. And then, and then. And he was a good friend. And he was <laughs> a good friend. <laughs> he's holding me back. He's the only one. He's jealous. Actually, I take it back. The best line in the movie, in any of the, of the movies, is when he goes, if Master Obi-Wan saw me doing this, he would be very grumpy. <laughs> when Or he's like. When he sends the once, apple across to Padme. The, the pear. A pair. Yeah. Uh, and we don't. We don't know that. It this, could be some the other CG kind of... pair. The, the very CG. The pair. very CG where she fruit. Like, like stabs it, and it's like so it, awkward. Yeah. And it, she like eats it, and it's still CG. Like. Uh, yeah, that it hurts. That was it really. Hurts. Yeah, you're right. That, I I hate that. It's in the second one. Most I of the stuff I hate. Computer generated fruit. Very poor. Very yeah. poor indeed. Computer generated fruit is not a good thing. No, it should never exist. How um, hard would it have been to not make that CG? Not that hard. Compared to all the things that they spend money on for movies, you make a fruit They CG. made the fourth, fifth, and sixth movies. They've made seven and wrote <laughs> one. I know, but I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> before that, oh, yeah. they had made four, five, and six, which used practical effects. So, Well, you know. Yeah. Star Wars. Uh, moving on, um, Wonder Woman has passed the original Spider-Man movie as highest-grossing superhero origin movie at four hundred and four million. Still haven't seen it. You haven't? Is that accounting? Is that accounting for um, inflation? Mm-hmm. It is not. Okay. Uh, so, counting for inflation, Spider-Man uh, is still one hundred and fifty million over Wonder Woman. Um, there is a chance that Wonder Woman won't hit that. Where where does Batman eighty nine rank there? That was a really really big blockbuster movie. Um, I would think it would be it in the top three. It wasn't in the list. Uh, it makes me wonder if someone Deadpool, forgot. Deadpool Deadpool is the second closest. There's no way Deadpool outgrows Batman eighty nine. Uh, Deadpool made a ton of money. It was that Batman that movie was a monumental success. Where to the point where. Uh, people were saying you couldn't even walk a block in a city without seeing someone wearing a, a movie shirt. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that. Uh, I know Deadpool was very successful. Everyone yeah. loved it, but and not to discredit Deadpool, but that just that surprises me. Just a second. I I don't know off the top of my head. But the thing, it, it, oh, you, it didn't even come up in the list. The thing is, had. well, you know what, dude? It's not now that I think of it. It's not really an origin story. Not could, for for, be. for Batman. It's really not an origin story at all. Yeah, because it's not him becoming Batman. No. Um. That might be the reason. That would make sense. I'm trying to think, because Superman is also in that same vein. Because he's he is Superman. No, the ver- the first Superman. Oh no, so, that is an origin no, story. That's an origin story. Yeah. 
But that wasn't on the list either. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, but it it is cool, Wonder Woman, uh, to see that being the case. I don't necessarily wasn't Wonder agree. Woman the second biggest movie of the of uh 2016 or 2017. 2017. Yeah, uh, it is currently now the biggest. It, it it passed Guardians. Yeah. What about Beauty and the Beast? Uh, yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, this is domestic. It's not worldwide. Oh well, no. I I was under the impression that Beauty and the Beast w- had done better than Wonder uh, Woman. I don't think so. Well, no, it did for a while. Yes, because it was a big. No, it was a, it, it was, was huge. A, it was huge. Well, it was a big thing just to have Wonder Woman be second to Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I saw it on uh, at the at the gas station on the mm-hmm. uh, at the, the thing the the gas station news thing. Did it say movies or was it female led movies? Because Guardians was number one for a while. Guardians 2. It was the number one 2017 blockbuster hit. Hmm. Um, and then Wonder, Wonder Gu- Woman it, it just said passed Guardians it. was number three. It's, okay, so Guardians must have been on This the was also a few weeks ago. I don't know how current your information is. For a few weeks ago? I heard this a few weeks ago, yeah. Oh. I mean, I read this stuff today. Okay. Yeah, so it might have, it could easily have surpassed. Yeah. Well, I know Wonder Woman would. Wonder Woman has uh, really strong legs for the movie. What's up? The movie has like it's the fact that it's still making money. Oh yeah, like it's that's a really good. I, I took that directly. A literal for a second. She that's what really I was has, thinking. She does have strong. She legs. She does have strong legs. Why are you telling me this? Because uh, she's a goddess. Uh, yeah. So, kind of cool. Uh, Chris, cool. I would. I actually would recommend seeing it. No, oh, I, I, yeah, no, I definitely want to see it. I just as much I don't know, as I haven't gotten around as to much it. as I harped on the movie, um, I do recommend seeing it's it. It's a good watch. Yeah. The only thing, cause, okay, so here's and we'll, we'll get to this later because we're we're gonna be talking about casting choices and things later. Yeah. Don't, um, don't say too much about this one. What's up? Because since he hasn't seen it, I don't want. I'm not. I'm not get, Well, that's not what I'm touching on here. Okay. Um, I will say the only thing that the only reservation that I had w- upon seeing it was the slow motion in the trailer and whatnot. Yes. And I didn't think the movie had too much. I know you did. Yeah. Um, but I think the movie, despite that, is pretty solid. And there. There's a casting choice that some people disagree with. I won't say anything, but um, though that's there, it didn't ruin the movie for me. Yeah, at all. I thought I I still give the movie probably over a seven point five. If I'm being honest, that's what I give. I it. give it about a seven seven yeah. ish. I gave it a like a mid tier, a mid tier Marvel movie is what I gave it. I'm thinking like first Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere in there. I think I think I would actually take it over a few movies that a few Marvel movies that uh I know some of us like. I would take it over Ant Man. I know you wouldn't. Uh yeah. I I know. A lot of people would, actually. Um I'm apparently I found out recently that I'm I'm in the minority. But for, for oh for Ant Man yeah I just love that movie it's just fun it is it, like okay if you're looking it has at the it most for a pol- generic villain in the world yes 
Yeah, if, you, if you're looking at it for Paul Rudd and just a bunch of fun, it's there. It's Paul Rudd. It's um, Michael Douglas. It's uh, even the the main chick. I forget her name. Her name is something fancy. It's like Evelyn Lilly or something like that. Um, Evelyn. I don't know. It, her first name's really complicated. Apparently, I can't say it. But her last name's Lilly. Too complicated for you. Too complicated for me. Um. No, uh, I enjoy their chemistry. I love all of that. I love his side characters, the the heist guys, um, like when they're in the van and the police are all there and they're just like, just going to back up, just going to just going to back up here. Nothing, nothing to see, nothing to see. Just going to back up, mm-hmm. and like the van's just like slowly backing up. No, I love the choo choo train scene is classic. <clears throat> yeah, right? I love that, that fight is scene. So funny. I actually, as much as generic as the villain is, I love the the that fight scene. That fight scene oh, is yeah. so fun. Of them like it was very unique because yeah. of the context. Yeah, the little. Yeah, the little tiny guys. When you just and, see the little train fall yeah. off. The, that's hilarious. Yeah, that and is so, so funny. I enjoy most of the movie. Uh, there is, and I will point out the genericness. Uh, the story's very generic. The ending's very generic. How he gets back from being super small is like, yes, why would n- anyone not think of doing that? Uh, what, was, what was it again? He just made, he did the big thing. He put the big thing in his belt and turned it on. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's just stuff like that. Uh, then they conveniently said, oh, yeah, since he went subatomic and then became not subatomic, he doesn't remember what it was like being subatomic. And so he can't really tell uh, Michael Douglas, Hank Pym, how how he did it. But uh, I'm excited for the second one, um, especially with the Wasp being a big part of it as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I would put it over Thor, Thor Dark World, Iron Man 2. I'd put it on, on the same line as Doctor Strange for me. Okay. Wonder Woman. I, I think I would rather watch Ant-Man at this point than either the uh, either the Thor movies. Yeah. I think the reason why I really enjoyed seeing the Thor movies in theaters is because of the visual It's a spectacle. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty Unless much Unless they're it. on Earth and then it's not a spectacle and then it's just boring. Yeah. Which is my main gripe. But you still see magic and stuff happening. Yes. Which is why I'm excited for... Ragnarok. Cat Dennings needs to play a superhero. Can you leave this studio, please? Can you just go? Can you just leave? For everyone out I there, just I, need just, you. I just wanted to get under Andrew's skin for a moment. I just need you to leave because she needs to not do anything related to the Marvel Universe. You don't love again. two broke girls? <sighs> no. <laughs> no. Not at all. That show is legendary. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I don't openly bash shows, but how the hell is that train wreck still on TV? Is it still on? I'm pretty sure. I think it is, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Is it on CBS? Yes. Are you sure it didn't make the switch to TBS? Did it make the switch to TBS? I don't know. I think it might have, but I'm not sure. Oh, it's so bad. It's really bad. I've seen a couple of episodes and... I just, they should call it two Eric below. Andre was in that show, which I makes know. me sad. They should call it two below average actresses. <laughs> 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 I'm being tacky Actually, and laughing at my show, own joke. If but that seriously. was a show where it was like two people, two actresses who kept getting like shot down, mediocre jobs, and 
but they were actually good actresses in real life. Yes, that yeah. would be. And it was called Two Below Average Girls. Two, two Below Average Actors. Actresses, yeah. Yeah, I would watch that. I'd watch that before. Cody, your it. idea is already better. Oh, thanks, man. Than than the actual show. Do you I, guys uh, know what the premise of that show is? Two oh, yeah. broke girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There oh, yeah. are waitresses. One used to be rich and isn't rich in, anymore. One's just dumb. And guess who? Guess who that is? <laughs> yeah. Aren't they um, trying to? Uh, the blonde is trying to save up for like a cupcake shop they want to run. Yeah. Which is gonna make them so much money. Yeah. Yeah, and I they just kind thought of, it was peculiar that that was some big investment. And That's they, their dream. And the cupcake shop kind of exists, and they they run it out the back of the restaurant, I think. I don't know. I've watched, like, five episodes. I mean, hey, who are we to bash on their dreams, you know? This is true. This is true. Their dreams. We can all have our dreams. I saw a 10-year-old in the gym once wearing a shirt that said, My dreams and yours. Wow. And I hate that kid for having worn that shirt. My <laughs> <laughs> dreams and yours. Uh yeah, and then I remember my coworker saw that and he goes he goes, Why can't why can't why can't we both have our dreams? <laughs> <laughs> he's like you, you Seriously, can't, man. You can't you can't go on and I can't go on. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a really great moment. Uh that's awesome. I remember my coworker was like, I just want to punch that kid down right now. <laughs> just <laughs> He probably wasn't 10. He was probably closer to about 14. But, that makes it right. But, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, uh, bad parenting. <laughs> poor, poor parenting. Um, so, Katie Sackhoff uh, is going to be playing a character in the season four of Flash. You know who Katie Sackhoff is, Yes. Right? Okay. Battle, um, Battlestar Scratch-Alactica. Yeah. Battlestar Scratch-Alactica. Uh, she plays Starbuck. Um, Genderbender Starbuck. In Battlestar Galactica, and she was in the new Riddick movie. She wasn't that, and she was in that Power Rangers short that you oh, yeah. that you and I don't particularly enjoy. You know, as it, as a it short had film, its, it had its merit. It was as, enjoyable as a short film. It was awesome. It was fun. It was wonderful as a Power Rangers thing. I didn't like it, but too grimy. Really, if they the if they just changed a few things, you know, Zach not snorting cocaine off of women he just slept with. The the yeah the whole Black Ranger scene really grossed me out. Yeah, I was like, this just murdered my childhood. Yeah, it just made it way too dark. Yeah, it's like that one Family Guy segment of Charlie Gro- Charlie Brown grows up. And it's like he's at like an addict. Oh gosh! Yeah, you're like this is just sad. <laughs> no, I mean, a, a more adult, more realistic Power Rangers doesn't mean that. Yeah, but it also doesn't mean Kimberly showing her friends nude photos of <laughs> no, that girl. No, no, yeah, it's not Which Kimberly sending sending nude photos of her friend to a dude. Yeah, I still love talking about this with you. Just for those of you sitting at home or at work or wherever, whenever you're listening to yeah. this, uh, Andrew and I and our roommates who have seen Power Rangers love to talk about this because you, they try and make everyone feel like or give some reason to feel for them. Yeah, yeah. And with Kimberly, it's just you're just a crappy person. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone, like 
because you have Zach. Those girls and you, giving her a hard time, kind of, she kind of deserves. She deserves it. every bit of it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because you have Zach, who, you know, his mom's dying. He's trying to take care of her. He doesn't know what what he would do if he lost her. You have Trini, whose Trini family kind of is, ostracizes her, isolates looks, her. Yeah, yeah, looks down upon her. Doesn't think that she's a great person. Then you have uh, Billy, who has autism and whose best friend was his dad, and his mm-hmm. dad died, and so he's just trying to find someone to replace that with. Uh, and then you have Jason, who has so much, like, everything thrust upon his shoulders of things he doesn't want to do. Um, right. And so he lashes out rebelliously, mm-hmm. um, and no one listens to what he has to say. Yep. And then you have Kimberly, who showed nude photos of her friends to people, and you're like, you're just a monster. <laughs> I also don't like how GD 21st century that is. Yeah. Let's let's inter- let's find a way to shoehorn social media into the mix. Yeah. It didn't need it. Yeah. I mean, I get that it's and relevant. Out of all the it's, characters, it's, it's relevant to kids now. I I get it, but and, like the whole the whole concept of ooh showing nudes on a cell phone. It's yeah. just it's so millennial. Yeah. It's, and out of all the people annoying. to do that with, Kimberly is like. What? The the well, at least the girl make, the girl it, next yeah. door like super happy, super nice Kimberly. She yeah, I know. Amy Jo Johnson's Kimberly yeah. would never have done that in a million in, in years. In a million years. Um would would have never crossed her mind. No, she she's like the definition of like the nice safe yeah. girl. Um I don't know. The actress honestly didn't do a bad job. I just didn't like that they wrote that in She's going character. to be playing Jasmine. In the Aladdin movie, that's right. She got a huge amount of flack for it. She did. Yeah, we discussed is, that, didn't which, we? I don't know if we discussed it on the podcast. Not on the but podcast, but we yeah. we've discussed that. No, a lot. which I think is the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, audiences, useless and useless. <laughs> um. So Tom von Lawler, I looked him up. Uh, he is in uh nothing. Um, but. She, he is going to be playing the Black uh, Ebony Ma, not the Black Ma, the Ebony Ma uh, in in uh, Infinity War. For those who do not know, the Ebony Ma is part of the Black Order, which is Thanos's right hand like team. There's like four, I want to say four or five people on the Black Order, so it's kind of cool. I'm excited. Uh, the Black Order was created in 2013 by Jonathan Hickman um, during the Avengers War, uh, during Infinity, which is when Thanos came to Earth to uh, conquer it because he was trying to find his son who was hidden away on Earth. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. That's pretty cool. This guy I know nothing about, but... I'm just excited that that character is going to be in it. He's he's kind of like a manipulative. He can, in a sense, he's kind of like Purple Man. Okay. Killing Gray, um, or Killgrave, not Killing Gray. Who's Killing Gray? Wait, wait, Killgrave. Purple Man is Killgrave. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said Killing Gray. They kind of okay. I, I said that when I was griping about um. Uh, Dark Tower, how they kind of made the man in black almost kind of like Kilgrave, where he yeah. just kind of has, not only does he have Jedi powers and can stop things, but he can basically just tell you to stop breathing and you will. Yeah. Yeah. That was another gripe. 
Yes. Okay. If I if I hadn't said that. Anyways, back to your topic. Yeah. So that's kind of his power. Um Oh, I forgot to say who Katie Sackhoff was playing. Um oh, she's, gosh, playing, <laughs> she's playing She's I'm sorry, I should have like I should have stopped you. Oh, it's fine. Uh she's playing Blacksmith who in the Flash series, did you ever run into her? Um she started an underground uh, rogues gallery called the network Mm-mm. and she was able to enhance uh, weather wizards powers as well as um, uh, mirror master she was able to help them and they were able to master their powers even more so they were more uh, deadly and she has the power to manipulate uh, organic and or inorganic metal or materials so she can like she can transfer she can transfer her body into like any form of metal but i think no I, I yeah i've seen that so i think she's going to be the main protagonist uh in season 4 which i don't care but uh yeah, yeah. uh it would be cool if they did that where they had this whole series of like she's the main protagonist since they keep doing speedsters as villains for Flash, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, last but not least, uh, the new Hellboy film won't be an origin story. Uh, it's going to be him as Hellboy already. They won't do the origin like they did with the original series. And uh, I still don't want to like it because it's not Del Toro's. But, I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. But I, the more I see about this movie the more it looks like it's being done, more true to the comics. Um, it, it could be really good. And so that's it just hurts. Uh, I'm still debating if I'm going to go see, pay and support it. Hey, I'll, um, I'll tell you what. If but you, it is if, Hopper. If, if, if Hopper you, is the uh, is Hellboy. So. From Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, if you do go see it, I will go see it with you. And we, and we can... I'll cry Moral in your support. arms. Moral support. I'll cry in your arms. Thank well, you, Cody. So the thing is... I can't even imagine. Every time for I pe- read for people who really like the original Hellboy movies and have been attached to them ever since they came out, I can't even imagine how annoyed they must be because I've only seen these movies once. Each. Yeah, I might have seen the first one twice. I might have rewatched the first one since you and I watched it actually because okay. I, I remember it pretty well. Um, but yeah, those movies. I remember are we so watched fun. it back to back. Uh huh. Those are yeah. so fun. Yeah. That. I'm kind of bummed out. Yeah. And if I've only seen it a couple times and I haven't even known it for that long, yeah. I haven't been attached to it for very long, man, how do people feel who've been really invested in Del Toro and, and his version of Hellboy? Heart-wrenched. Yeah. Kevin. Yeah. Heart-wrenched. You can't, Actually, you fun can't fact, beat the Abe Sapiens Gold, in Golden, those movies. Golden Army, the Dude. second one, it was the first movie I saw at Santopia. You told me that. Yeah. But well, it's a special place to my heart. So what I was gonna say is you can't beat the way they did Abe Sapien. In you those can't movies. beat how they did anyone. No, but oh my gosh, how how like Abe how likeable. is perfect. He is so likable. Yeah. yeah. Uh so good. Um. So yeah, uh, but I am excited that it's, it is an origin story. If they're going to do it, they do it right, with pretty much just him being a paranormal detective right off the bat. Um, because in the comics, Hellboy is. Seen as a blue collar kind of worker, they do make him look like that. Yeah, in Del Toro, and so that's that's a lot of what he has to deal with. 
he actually deals with a lot of mundane scenarios, but um, yeah. Uh, moving on to our main topic. I still haven't read my new issue, or not issue, your, my, my new trade. volume of TMNT. TMNT. I did download, however, the latest two issues of the Amory Wars, Good Apollo, so I'm going to read those and then read TMNT, and I'm going to buy, um, I'm going to look up those Punisher trades I was having mm-hmm. you look up for me the other day. Okay. And I'm going to yeah. read some Punisher. Nice. So I'm going to, I'll pick my favorite trade out of those, and okay. we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it when you read them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I just wanted to tell all you guys that. Yeah, that's I like. You know, you're candid. I'm, We're I'm candid. Ca- I'm candid. We're candid. We're this transparent. This is what I mean. I don't just say things, guys. <laughs> Damn it, I mean it. <laughs> he means them. He cares. He cares. This um, microphone feels different. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, we got new equipment, and so we're we're pretty happy with what's happening. I know there's no subtle way of announcing that in the middle of a podcast. And I just did it, but yeah, yeah. While we're, we're on the we're, subject, we're candid. Uh, Cody, are you aware that you can move that around so you don't have to sit up to it all the time? Like you can sit back and stuff. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Just um, making sure you're not having to no. sit erect the whole time. Uh, no, I don't. I don't care. And while we're on the subject, and honestly, I totally am comfortable with our audience hearing this conversation. We can just talk about anything on this show. I'm so comfortable because we're so candid. I'm so comfortable. So candid. But mostly candid. Yeah. Um. Am I sounding okay to you, Chris? Yeah. Because you, you guys sound fantastic. <laughs> you sound fantastic. You sound really good. You sound beautiful. Yeah. Andrew, you smell terrific, too. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> I did put on some deodorant today. For a change? Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> um, low blow. Low. Low. Uh, main topic time. So we had this idea of coming up with just talking about casting in general. Uh, and coming up with our our favorites and our not so favorites, right? Uh, which is our favorite villain and superhero casting, and our least favorite superhero and villain casting. So I, I have a question for you first. Yeah. Have you been? No. Put aside the times you were neutral. Okay. Have you, Have you been let down <clears throat> by casting choices for favorite? characters more than you have been excited about would you say or uh, before they're announced like when they're announced well i just mean like or when i saw it i mean when you see it uh yes yeah i me too yeah i've been i've been disappointed because um cuz i'm really not cynical pre watch I'm I'm not that cynical. No, very, very few except things for do I go right in. now with Justice League. <laughs> but see, that's not cynicism because we've seen other movies. Yeah, we have a reason. No, no, I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm just talking about Ezra Miller's Flash. Oh yeah. Um, I still can't stand him. I spoke to some rando at the gym the other day. Really yeah. nice, really nice guy. I can't remember his name. He was like Ezra Miller. He's not the Flash. <laughs> and I was like, I thank you. Thank you. You get it. Yeah. You get it. It was like Tony Stark says in First Avengers, finally, someone who speaks English. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but so who who would you say is your favorite casting? My favorite casting choice of all time? Yes. 
that would fit. Not because you just enjoyed them, but you do believe that they they portrayed the character to the T. To the T. Yeah. Meaning, okay, so no, not preference. Not, not just because they're nothing, a, nothing else. Not just because they're charismatic. Yeah, not that. Just you are happy with the casting choice, and you know that it exemplifies the role even more. Specifically, superhero characters or any Super, comic book superhero. Okay. Um, Why? Who? Who are you thinking? Well, I, I don't know. I just. <laughs> I just I mean, wanted to ask the comic question. Comic book hero. I wanted to ask the question in case. I'm not the, talking about in other case nerd what, what, whatever came into my head. Well, I mean, there are other comic books. I don't know. In 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 case what came into my head was something else. I don't know. I you want to know what my favorite. Yeah. Casting is. You no one asked not, you. Not <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Uh, tell me. Not comic book related though. Oh. So we can circle back if you want. No, tell me. I want to know. Travis Fimmel. As Ragnar Lothbrok in Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah, you in, love you incre- love Vikings. In, incredible. <laughs> he was. I mean, that whole cast is great, but he yeah. was. Yeah, you guys need to check that show out. By the way, it's on Hulu. Everyone, I, I, Amazon. I Prime, love actually. Viking-related everything, dude. It's so good. On my mom's side, I have, I have that Norse heritage, so yeah, that's super cool. You'd never know by looking at me. No, because you got the. The brown hair. And the short legs and the short everything else. <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you, buddy. I'm right there with you. Everyone's always like, are you Italian? You look Italian. No. Nope. Not even a little? Nope. No. No, not, not not at all. What are you? I'm like, I'm what everyone else is. I'm pretty much a mix of Irish and English and then a little bit of Scandinavian. What is with that? Everyone. Like, I am a mixture of Irish and English mm-hmm. and with a little bit of Dutch. Yeah, it's always a, a little bit of those two things or yeah. a little bit of Scandinavian with something else. Yeah. They were up to no good, man. <laughs> they what were. does that tell you? The English and the Irish. Yeah. Um No, so um good recommendation, Chris. I will check that out. I I that, that actually reminds me I've been wanting to watch that show for a very long time now. Um my I think what always pops into my head and maybe there okay, there's one other person that's going to be an honorable mention but um the the very very first person that pops into my head is chris evans with captain america he is on my list yeah i'm going because you predicted that he's going to die yes and you may be wrong you, you may be right i'm i at this point i'm thinking i'm more wrong than right okay but all i can say is when and if he dies, I will cry like a ten-year-old girl. Yeah, I'll be right there with you, buddy. Um, I just, I really love the way predict. I, I can't speak. I really love the way he portrayed that character. I think yeah. everything, all the emotion, um, the line delivery, his dialect, so good. His word choice was so perfectly forties. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just perfect. Yeah. He he's a very straightforward simple guy mm-hmm. but I, I like that Captain America you know they, they also show that he is adaptable and has a heart yeah and yeah. god Chris Evans just captured all that he does um every, the other is the, the other is Hemsworth as Thor yeah yeah it's so good it's so good he's also very funny he's hilarious <laughs> actually and yeah, when and, you go and, back and believe you... it or not it's not um what Paul Fig said about him being hilarious in uh, the Ghostbusters movie Paul Fig 
Paul, the, the guy, the guy, he directed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, do you remember that when he goes? I knew he could be funny. I didn't know he could be hilarious. <laughs> I never, I never saw that. When we watched the um, oh, they talked about that? the highlights. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I didn't watch that with you. Maybe. But no. he said, "I knew he could be funny. I just didn't know he could be hilarious." The things he's done as Thor when he's hanging out with his roommate. Oh, the Daryl stuff. Yeah, with Daryl, so good. That is a million times funnier than anything they let him do in, in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's just a really he's a charismatic as hell actor, and no one I don't think will ever look more like Thor. Yeah. And, fun- and be as good of an actor to it's play. It's funny because people have talked about how that humor he has isn't like his comic book personality. I'm going. I'm like, I disagree. There is a there is a Thor like story arc where he arm wrestles Hercules, right, to see who is the stronger god. He's clearly kind of they- got that. And they jo- literally the, the jovial cockiness. Yes, and they literally dis- like destroy half of Olympus. In this arm wrestling tournament, like it's insane. That's it's hilarious. The stupidest thing. It's what, funny. Which which, ar- which is uh, arc is that in? It's like nineteen seventy one. Like nineteen. It's the early stuff. Oh, I gotta read that. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, and then they just go on, and then like I don't even think anyone wins the arm wrestling contest, but they just start fighting. They just start like punching each other. That's so it's funny. Like, uh, and there's like another war going on. Like they're doing this because someone got assassinated. And they're trying to figure out who is going to be chosen to go find the killer. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's funny. It's Meanwhile, awesome. there being a couple of turkeys. Yeah. And so, uh, no, that's, that, it fits perfectly. And when I see the Ragnarok movie, that's what I want. I just want fun. I want. We know each other from work. work. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's <laughs> what I'm looking for in a Thor movie. Have the. Mythological Norse elements a be a huge part of it, yes, but also have the science, like the sci-fi fantasy Asgard, um, which they are throwing in there, and just oh, I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah, it's gonna be dope, dude. I haven't been this excited for a Marvel movie in a while. I think it's going to destroy the first two Thor's. Yes, I think it's gonna be amazing. The trailers have already destroyed the first two Thor's. Oh yeah. I've liked, I've liked rewatching the Ragnarok trailers more than I've liked watching, watching the Thor movies. Yeah. Uh, specifically the second one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so, yeah. Oh, so for I, me, uh, it would actually be Tom Holland's Spider-Man. When I saw him in Civil War. He is perfect. I could not stop smiling. I could not. Oh, I, I could know. Like, I came home and... Cody was sitting on on our couch, and I went, Cody, and I was just smiling, and I was just like, he's perfect. He's uh, perfect. He is. And That kid was a godsend. He he has everything about... Because here's the thing. Tobey Maguire played the nerdy Peter Parker, but his Spider-Man left, left desire. desire. It, it was... Yeah. It wasn't that great. To uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was better like it was there it had the the funny like saying one-liners because he's scared in a situation kind of thing uh his peter parker was too cool for school like seriously oh yeah skateboarder 
hipster jeans. Like what? What's going on? Like he this... he was way too just with it. Yes, he was too. So that's the thing is Peter Parker wasn't hip to what's going on. Yeah, he and didn't, he didn't get it. No, and that's that's the thing is they in the Amazing Spider-Man movie they tried to portray it of he was the outcast, but his character wasn't that. Where it was the reverse for Homecoming. Tom Holland played the social anxiety Peter Parker. Right. Of just like he wouldn't even look at Liz, mm-hmm. like when when he wanted to tell her that he liked her, like he kept staring. He's like looking at the ground, and he has all of this. He has the charisma of a stone, <laughs> of a rock. <laughs> um, the that Peter Par- Peter Parker does, and like he goes to hug Tony Stark when Tony Stark tries to open the door for him. It's like he he has that quirkiness, that social ineptitude, and it's it's great. The problem that Homecoming had. And I will admit this is that no one reacted to that. No, every, yeah, it was everyone like, oh, loved Peter's Peter. here. Yeah, everyone loved Peter Parker. Parker, even in somewhat Flash. Yeah, like I didn't see that as much when we first watched it, but yeah. now that I've thought about it more, it it does seem like. Besi- well, I mean, Flash a little bit, but but besides him, no one else gave him a hard time at all. No one, no one did. It was really just Flash Thompson with the penis Parker thing. Yeah. Which is the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, that was... Uh, did I tell you I spoke to someone recently who really liked... Um, what's his name? Tom Holland, Spider-Man's best friend. Oh. Why am I forgetting his name? I know his comic book character's name. I forgot. Is Ned. Ned. Ned, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're like, oh, I, I thought he was so hilarious. And I was like, I thought he could have been, and they tried so hard. They tried too hard with him. There were too many moments where he would sneak in a little something, mm-hmm. and too many times where it didn't work. So that, loved, so that when it did work, it didn't have the effect. Yeah. If it, you didn't have, if you didn't have like all the other scenes, his moment where he's like, "Man in the chair." Oh, gosh. I loved that. It was great. That was funny, um, but it was kind of too little, too late. It, yes, and that was if they hadn't talked, like, if they would have, I don't know. They just tried so much with the character. Uh, I do love when he has the fedora on, and uh, <laughs> Aunt May. Aunt May is like, some people wear hats. That hat wears you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, thank you. Gives me confidence. Oh gosh, and yeah, then, that, and that part he, is great. And then he calls. And he's like, the hat's not working. <laughs> yeah, that um, was just good writing. Yes, that and was so good writing. There, there was just a lot of other elements where Ned just tried a little too hard. It might have been the, the um, actor doing it tried a little too hard too. I think that that might have been it. Yeah. But uh but honestly other people said It didn't said take that, me out of the movie though. Other people said they liked it a lot. It didn't take me out of the movie yeah. either. Um I, so some people are really under the impression that uh the light-skinned girl is MJ. The light-skinned black girl is actually MJ. Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. And they already came out and said that that's not actually her. Paul Feige, yeah, the the producer. Yes. Yeah, he said that she is not MJ. Uh, but and people looked at me like I had lobsters crawling out of my ears when I said, "Well, yeah, MJ's a redhead." It was just a, it was just a little hats off or a little yeah. like it's like it's the wink. Dark Knight Rises all over again. The Robin thing. Yeah. Yeah, everyone thought, "Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt." Oh, he's Robin. 
like, he's not actually Robin. No. He's gonna become some other vigilante. Yeah, it's a it's a little. If anything, he'll become the next Batman. Yes. Why would he be Robin by himself? That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I think people people take their little theories too far. I mean, I hated th- I hated that scene, but you should keep your real name, Robin. Robin. Done. Very, very on cue. That's good. Done. I am done. I I lifted my hands up in the theater when that happened. I was like, nope. Nope. Yeah. The series I, is over. It's funny to me how, for some people, that was like a, oh. Yeah. And I was just like, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just no effort whatsoever. For anyone who gives two Zero. cents. Zero. Who gives two cents about Batman and Robin. I Zero mean, effort. Zero. Yeah. You know, go by your real name. Richard. Jason. Tim. Damien. Any of them. Any of them. Yeah, for Damian those of you, for those of you at home who didn't know, uh, Robin is not his real name. No, because that sorry, doesn't, that doesn't that make bubble. any sense. Yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Don't apologize to me. I'm not apologizing <laughs> to you. I'm apologizing to the people who don't know. Okay, okay. favorite villain. My casting choice for favorite yes. villain of all time. Oh yeah. man, that's really tough. I don't know that I can. Um, I'm going to say one. It's going to surprise you. I want you to go first, and I'll think while you're talking because I won't actually listen. Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Ooh, well, he is really good, Magneto. Yes, I know. I th- do not like the X Men movies, but you love him. As but fat, if they as came out and said Magneto. that they are doing a Xavier Magneto movie, I'd watch it. Respect. Yes. Um. Well, I have a I have a second place as well. You give your second, I'll give my first, then I'll give my second. Can you give your first first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I meant. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go... We're we're going post-watch too, right? What? We're going going post-watch, like our our, our, reaction... After we saw it. Favorite casting choice after having seen the movie, yes? Yes. It's not a movie that hasn't come out yet. Who are you thinking of that hasn't come out yet? No, that's not what I meant. Oh. No, no, I, I meant like who were we excited for at the time or what did we think after we saw them? After the you saw it. Yes, okay. Because there's been times when I've been, excited been super for... excited and then it was just kind of whatever. Hey, remember how excited we were with Jesse Eisenberg being Lex Luthor? Shut up. <laughs> So I think I'm going to go, even though I love Jack, I think I'm going to go Heath Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker? I know I'm in the vast majority. It's kind of like saying that The Wall is your favorite Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Um, but uh, Or Dark Side is your favorite Pink Floyd album. But um, <laughs> He's just more, the scene where he's in the high rise, the, the uh, apartment, is some of the most terrifying. It, it's just so magical. Just it's, on your, he was the edge magic. Of your seat, like he has the knife to her face. You're like, I have no clue what's going on. What's going to happen? Well, when I walked out of the movie, the whole I was just like, I have, I did not see that coming. Yeah, it was an experience. Yeah, it was truly an experience. And as much as I love Jack Nicholson's Joker, I just, I never had that sense of fear. Now, like as I'm as I'm older, like maybe as a kid, yes, like he was scary, but 
Like I never he had He was that. always more fun than he was scary. Yeah. He was and that's with the Joker. Like well, he, the he jo- had his the Joker moments. As, the Joker as we know him today, yes. Yeah. At the time I think the Joker was just starting to become that way. Yeah, cuz I think the really big Joker scene was the death of death in the family, which was around the same time. Yeah. 89 90. Yeah. yeah. That's such a great read. I want to read that soon. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to read a lot in the next couple uh next couple months. Nice. New nice. stuff in Golden Oldies. Um so that's your so so my second, your second yeah. is uh Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Oh gosh. He is so good. Yeah. Like man that I gotta look some stuff up because I feel like I'm forgetting things. If if you if you remember that, and I just totally forgot Vincent D'Onofrio because he's so good as Kingpin. <laughs> but I feel like for for TV shows, he would be hands down my favorite villain. Yeah. Good lord, he was so good. I mean, he's my favorite villain in the MCU. Vulture's behind him. But. Same. Yeah, I would I would say him then Vulture. Yeah, and then Loki. But Loki. Loki is so Loki. There needs to be like a millennial dad joke like where it's like how did the how did the Cree scroll war do their blah 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 Loki. You you know what I mean? It'd be really stupid but it would be <laughs> kind of cool. Um you you know who I think my favorite on-screen who I think gave my favorite on-screen villain performance? Who? Uh, I really love Ricardo Montalban's Khan. Oh yeah, gosh, he's so good. I think it's because he had a couple of my favorite lines. One part where he says, or no, one one of the people with Chekhov, when they go to uh, City Alpha Five, I believe it is. They think they're on City. They, they think they're on City Alpha Six. Um, the guy's like, I demand you release this immediately, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, you are in position to demand nothing. And it's like, <laughs> whoa, this guy takes no prisoners. It was yeah. just, oh, I just love moments that like in, that. Was that in Wrath of Khan? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I just, I, I love that moment. Um, but yeah, as far as comic book movies, Heath, for sure. Second would be Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. So good. And then third would be so Vulture. Fourth would be Hiddleston as Loki. Yeah. Uh, I get in, the... In Betrayal? Uh, Red Skull. Yeah, he, uh, Hugo like, as much as did they a did, good job. They kind yeah. of downplayed the importance of the character. Yes. It's one that, of the flaws of that movie. Yes, and that like that is a big thing, but his portrayal of Red Skull is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, top-notch. Mm-hmm. And that CGI mask work is... Also incredible. Mm-hmm. I always thought of it as prosthetic, yeah. so that's pretty impressive. Oh, and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. You know what's funny about that movie? And as I said on our uh, on our little discussion thread with your friend who was talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't consider him the villain in that movie. I cons- no, it's Robert I, Redford. Yes, he's the villain. Yeah, yeah. He, he is the he's the he's the pawn. He's the, the pawn and the physical threat. Yeah, which in turn kind of makes him Cap's villain. Yeah, which it's the same thing as Doctor Strange, that 
Dormammu wasn't the villain. Right. D- Dormammu was the nuke. The villain was Mad Mickelson's character, mm-hmm. who was trying to release Dormammu. I love the last name Mickelson. Yeah. Mickelson. Mickelson His first Mickelson. name's Mads. Mads. <laughs> you know what a really boyish name is? What? Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Chad is just the most generic white boy name ever. Chad. Chad Michael Murray. Chad. Whenever I think of that actor's Chad. name, I think of uh, Will Ferrell's character in Blades of Gloria, Glory, Chaz Michael Michaels. <laughs> this is so terrible. <laughs> Chaz Michael Michaels and Jimmy McElroy are figure skating. Okay. Worst worst uh, superhero portrayal. Oh, gosh. So... I could go any number of places, and you're probably going to come up with a better answer for this than I am. Okay. Um, can I can I go a couple list a few, and then and then after that pick my least favorite, like among those three. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna list three least favorites. Okay. And then I'm gonna say okay, I'm gonna order it this way. Okay. So okay, so in no particular order, I'm I'm gonna have to say. Um, Gosh, this makes it sound like he was the worst part of the movie, and he wasn't. But Jared Leto's Joker—that's a villain. But what's up? We're doing heroes right now. Oh, I thought, I thought we were doing least no, favorite no, no. villains. No. Okay, I was off on that foot. Yeah. Can we do that since I already started? Last... I guess we we'll do. <laughs> yeah. We'll switch I, it around. It would just be anticlimactic yeah. <laughs> to just like, nope, heroes. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go Jared Leto's Joker. I I feel like that's unfair because. He wasn't the worst part of that movie, mm-hmm. but he is by far the weakest Joker we've ever had. Yes. Hands down. Hands C- down. Cesar Romero's 60s Joker beats him into the ground. Well, yeah, because he's Cesar's Joker is who Joker was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I truly think, like, like, like I said, he... I've seen photos, and if you, if you take the show out of context, he looked terrifying in a way. Yeah. He had a scary smile. Yeah. Um, and crazy voice. Um, so anyways, after that, dude, there were there have been a lot of weak Superman villains in movies. Mm-hmm. But I think the one who takes the taco um, is <laughs> Topher Grace's... Uh, yeah. to- to- Topher Grace's uh, uh, Venom... Is, is so really bad. bad. I was thinking about listing. I wasn't even thinking of that. But. I was thinking about listing off a Superman villain for a second, and then yeah. I was thinking, eh, Topher Grace is pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I was gonna list off uh, Nuclear Man, and then I realized Nuclear he's Man. he's he's not actually in the comics. Yeah. So, so he's just a terrible character. That's just a terrible character invention. Um, and then after that, I think I'm gonna go. Where would I go after that? You know me well. What, who do I complain about a lot? <laughs> um, For villains. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Ooh, yes. Although I didn't want to have to pick another Batman character, but, oh man, that's pretty bad. He's he's had a lot of movies, so it's not hard to do. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Freeze... I'm gonna go, Leto's Joker, mm-hmm. and then Venom. Venom, yes. Uh, 
I'll I'll do three as well. Who uh who out of those three is the worst? Who out of those three is the worst? Honestly, I I'm gonna say the worst casting choice is is Topher Grace. Yes, because Arnold could have played a good freeze. Under the right directing. Yes. He could have played... Well, here's the thing. I wanted him to play Freeze like Terminator. Yes. Cold. As ice. For real. Yes. Like, just very, very... Just stonewall. Boom. Yeah. As he is in the cartoon, in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. Arnold, honestly, when I heard that, I was stoked. Because yeah. I was thinking, oh, he's going to be really, really stern and cold mm-hmm. and just no emotion. No. And all the emotion. Stick and, around and dad the, puns. Yeah, what was the what was the main one? What killed the dinosaurs? The, the Ice Age. Age. <laughs> so bad. Oh lame. It's the hockey team from hell. It's the hockey team from hell. Hi Freeze. I'm, I'm Batman. Batman. Hi Freeze. I'm Batman. Um for me, uh I'll do the same thing. I'll list off three. Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Yeah. So yeah. bad. Pretty uh, bad. I had him in my head. Oh, Jamie Foxx's um, Electro. Ooh. Good one. I mean, bad one, but yeah. good one to pick. Yeah. Really uh, bad. And then one Good more. actor, too. Um, not his, I mean, probably not his fault. Not his fault. Uh, oh, I had it and then I lost it. I'm sorry. But Jesse Eisenberg. Je- I mean, it's going to be Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Uh, no, I had another one. I was thinking of Galactus, but it wasn't an actor. It was just terrible design in general for the Fantastic Four second movie. Oh, he was he was a giant ball of cloud. That was Galactus. That's pretty lame. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. Um, I'm trying to think. Nope. You know what's weird? That'd I've be... never, I've never even oh, opened a page. Uh, uh, Colin first bullseye. Oh, I almost forgot that. Ever Colin had. Farrell. Sorry. Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin yeah. Firth. Yeah, is a great actor. He's a different guy too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not like it. No, he was bad. Yeah. I would say that. But Jesse Eisenberg takes the cake. Yeah. I could almost change I could almost bump off Arnold. Um, you know what actually, now that I'm thinking about my criteria, I'm bumping off Arnold cuz I don't think he was a bad casting choice. Okay. They had him play him wrong. Yeah. Um I'm going to go Eisenberg's Luther. Yep. Cuz very similar to um, Leto's Joker, by far the weakest Lex we've ever had. Yes. Ever. Yes. Kevin Spacey was an awesome Lex. Mm-hmm. And Hackman was cheesy, but I mean, it, it, at the time, the I'm movie sure it was worked. cheesy. The movie was cheesy. Yeah. And um, you still bought that Hackman was smart and mm-hmm. that he could do damage. Yeah. Which he did. I mean, he was he was definitely good in certain scenes. Do you remember yeah. the scene when he puts the rock around Superman's neck? He's pretty he's pretty intense in that one scene. Is that in the first one? Yeah, he says he says you were great in your day Superman. Um but it all just stands to reason uh that when it was time to cash in your chips this little disease maniac would be your banker, mind over muscle, and he puts it 
around it. And the, just that, that line yeah. is like mind over muscle. And then he puts it around his neck and throws him in the pool. It's nice. like, that was Lex. Yeah. That was definitely yeah. Lex. Um, Eisenberg. Cherry. Cherry. Try it. It's cherry Jolly flavored. It's, it's cherry. cherry flavored. Ugh. Gross. Um, so yeah, that would be my, those, those are my worst villains. Uh, worst superhero casting. Ooh. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl. <laughs> That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, the decision to keep her blonde is crazy. And everything about that movie was wrong, so that's a really good one to bank on. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I, it's fine. I wish I was more creative. Um, definitely her. For- I think I think if I had to go with an obvious second, I really... No, that's being too harsh. It's, I was about to say someone that wasn't really that bad. Mm. It gets harder. She really popped into my mind quickly. <laughs> she did. Like yeah. you were you were on that. Yeah. Um I really didn't like I I really didn't like uh a lot of the villains in Spider-Man 3 either. Uh or not not not, not villains. Uh uh why? Why did, why did I go back to that? We're on heroes. I don't know. I was like, my mind wandered it's just back. Spider-Man. My mind wandered back to villains. <laughs> I think my my thoughts are too scattered right now. I'm trying to search for something that I just can't find. Yeah. I mean, there's gotta be a million villains, but Batgirl. Well, it's not villains. It's or, a million heroes. Yeah. See, there I am. I'm just. I'm not thinking clearly right now. Um. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Brandon Routh is Superman. Oh, he's just so boring. He's boring. So boring. Uh, Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah? Man, that was a terrible casting choice. Yeah. So bad. That's my one. That's your one? It's, I can't stand it. He's, oh, and the, he, guy who, the guy who plays Beast in uh, the new X-Men movies. Okay. Yeah. I I don't see Hank McCoy in that guy at all. That is not Hank McCoy. No. Uh You never see uh, they Kelsey never, Kelsey uh Kelsey Grammer is a great beast. Yes, he was awesome. Perfect. Yeah, he was it was kind of scary how good he was. Yeah. They got a like a lanky tall dude to play Hank McCoy. It's like Hank McCoy's stocky. Big hands, big feet, stocky body. He's not lanky. They didn't get anything right there. Yeah. And he's not socially awkward. Like, Hank McCoy... He's smart. smart, and he can talk to people. And he's not ashamed of who he is. Yeah. He wants to better himself. Mutant and proud. Yeah. He wants to better himself, which is why he takes the serum. That turns him blue. I wish I could find another one, but I think I'm going to go... Alicia Silverstone is Batman. Or as Batgirl. Batgirl. As, Bat, as yeah. Batgirl in Batman and Robin. For me, it's Miles Teller as Mr. Fantastic. It's just such a poor choice. He's just not Mr. Fantastic. That's not, not who he is. No. He he, he was a he was a good uh drummer in Whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Where else have I seen him in? The spectacular now. 
Yes. Have you seen that? That's not a bad movie. Uh, he was also in 21. No, 21 and over. I think that's what it was mm. called. And then he was in a movie called The Awkward Moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But he was also in the Divergent series, I think. Oh. I think. I don't know. Hold on a second. I'm going to let it come to me. I, w- I have to find one other superhero that was cast terribly. Oh, 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 my gosh. Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is now... Because Charlie Cox is amazing. <laughs> is it? Charlie Cox? Uh, ben Affleck's? No, I said Charlie Cox is amazing. Oh. The current Dare- Daredevil. Dude, there again, I'm not. I'm not thinking clearly. I, oh. I, I thought you said his Charlie Cox is amazing. No, and I, was no, like, no, did no. He, I was like, did he do an impression, or did you? For a <laughs> no. second, I, I thought you were trying to say his Matt Murdock. No, 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 no. Okay, no. yeah. Um, Speaking of which, Jennifer Garner's Electra is pretty terrible too. Oh gosh, I saw that on a list of uh, the great or the the worst casting choices in yeah superhero cinema history. I think she was number three. Pooh, that's pretty bad. Three or four. Halle Berry's Catwoman. Yeah. Although, I mean, she's not playing Selena Kyle. No. It was just dumb. It was just a dumb movie in general. She took her uh, she took her Oscar to the Raspberry Awards. That's hilarious. To show that she's a good actress. I guess so. Has she I, been I, in anything since I then? can't tell if that's a sign of insecurity or confidence. The last role that I can remember Halle Berry being is Storm. Yeah. Oh, they listed her as well. They, they, they listed Halle Berry as Storm and Halle Berry as Catwoman on, really? on, on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know I, if I would say that. At the time, she was probably a good casting choice. She was really popular at the time. Yeah. And she she wasn't bad in the first the first one. I just always imagine, I would say it was more Storm with that really operatic voice, like, like yeah. I command the forces of yeah. La- yeah. Well, she and, is the goddess of yeah, like thunder. And they don't give her that really. No, I I think it was the writing and directing with that one. Yeah, hard to say. Same thing with Schwarzenegger. Yes, Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger really could have been a good freeze. Yeah, because. His Terminator is very, very stoic and very quiet, yeah, and very robotic because he's a robot, yeah. And that's exactly how Mister Freeze is. And there's yeah. no reason why he couldn't have done that. True, 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 true. Well, uh, my favorite recent read this week, moving on, uh, was I read Amazing Spider-Man: Renew Your Vows, which is the it's the story of if. Peter Parker and Mary Jane never, if their, if their marriage never ended, uh, and so it's them married as well, and they have a like a teenage girl, and the the little girl is or not a teenage, she's like nine or ten, um, and she her powers have developed. She has Peter's powers, um, and so it's them living as a family trying to deal with the fact that he's Spider-Man. And it's really good. That sounds pretty rad, actually. Yeah, it's really fun. 
Uh, it's what I've won from Spider-Man for a long time, but they won't give it to him. Uh, the other read that I did was Spider-Man and Deadpool, uh, and I no, I didn't really enjoy it as much. But wasn't your favorite? No, it's the current Spider-Man, being uh, the current run of Peter Parker, and his they're just uh, not doing anything with him. It got gotcha. me. Yeah. Um, I don't have any never have I ever's. Uh, I'm going to hit a goldie oldie soon, which is uh, Christopher Priest's run on Black Panther, which is supposed to be like the best Black Panther run. Cool. Yeah. You, you haven't read that yet? I haven't read it. Yet, okay. But that is going to be my read soon. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of origins and adaptations yeah thank you guys and if you have any feedback for us on anything yeah just let us know we got twitter we got the facebook content any anything yeah tell us in person thanks thank you so much